Go the Wallabies. Anyway, how are you, mate? How are you this morning? Uh, not in depression. <laughs> not quite yet. No, I'm I'm happy. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, merchandise. Oh, hang on. Oh, get up. Oh, we've started we're early. Oh, that's early. the alarm to to get yeah. started. But I'm I'm very excited. I'm excited that we've got another guest on the couch. Yeah, it's uh it's becoming a tradition, isn't it? It's Can really you... good. It's lovely to have people come into our come into our place. Oh yeah, far out. So one of the things that we've been getting some critique about is the fact that when we share microphones, you know, we uh, we can't be heard. So. Um, yeah, it's great to have someone on, on the couch with us. It's also very exciting to have our own line of merchandise. Thanks to our wonderful sponsors at Artsu, who've nice. given us, who've given us yeah. jumpers. But um, for our listeners, they may remember, they may recall that earlier this year, we did a swim down at Coleroy Pool, and it was, uh, and it was at three in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we thought, you know what, we're going to help this. We're going to we're going to help this sort of charity. We're going to get involved. Um, we thought we were being madmen. And we swam it from three to four a.m. There was the three of us and one other bloke. It was uh, your buddy. What about that poor bloke? What do you reckon he was thinking? So I I entered us in this competition, well, competition fundraiser, yeah. whatever it was, and mm. and my logic, Wardy, was uh, we'll do it at the time no one else would want to do it. That was my only bit of logic. Because you're better than me. So my only bit of logic was we're going to do it when no one else would do it. So people would do it at midnight. That's pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone would tack on at one o'clock, but who's going to do three to four? Mm. Probably no one. So I entered myself, Ravi, and another mate, and three of us rocked up, and one other bloke, and we were going. Who was one other bloke? Can you remember? Oh, well, Steve, Stevie Marta. Oh. He was a mate of mine. No, no, he he lives in Balgala. I yeah. know who that was. He was there for about three hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the poor, even the even even your poor like volunteers who are standing, oh, like no. the lifeguards, they were looking at us going, well, yeah, look, at "Look at that!" Because the conditions were oh, they're horrendous. Yeah, they were they were cyclonic. Will you introduce that? Just just yeah, in case people yeah. wondering who that other very person. professional. Yeah, yeah, the other professional. Yeah. Well, that's all but it's our <laughs> podcast. It's, 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 it's our podcast, Wardy. <laughs> Do whatever you want. <laughs> do whatever you want. It changes, but so at today's guest, would you prefer to be called Andrew or Wardy? Uh probably Wardy. Wardy. Not many people know me as Andrew. Yeah, no, probably not many people. My mum calls me Andrew. Then yeah. I'm in trouble. Is um, <laughs> is we've got Andrew Ward or Wardy from um Head Above Water. So Head Above Water is a is a is it a charity? Do we call it? No, a it's actually uh we're quite specific. We're a yeah. fundraising group. Yeah, um, yeah. But we 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 support. Or, and, and I guess we're supported by um, Gotcha for Life, which is one of our major charities, and we work with them. Yep. And they also sponsor us for when we're looking at funding and um, working with some, some corporations because quite often they have a requirement to work with um, um, registered charities. And the other reason why we didn't do it, there's something like 55,000 registered charities yep. um, in Australia. So we were very clear that we wanted to be a um, fundraising group, which is activity-based. Yeah. Oh, so we've always got to do something. Um, we try to. Yeah. We try to. Yeah. The the um the the idea is um it's predominantly around swimming. Yeah. yeah. Head above water. Yeah. For obvious reasons, but um we're all involved in surfing and swimming and live on the northern beaches. So I think whatever we do, we'll try and make it activity based. Yeah. And so you're attached with Gotcha for Life. Which yeah, we are. That's our that's our team. I guess you'd call it chosen. Um, uh, charity, yeah. But we also work with um, other people like Steve Gamble. Yep. You had on from Man yep. Anchor, yeah. And Steve, I don't know if you saw the post recently, but now he's got more of a strategic relationship with Gotcha for Life. Mm. And Gotcha for Life tend to act a bit like an overarching charity who help a lot of grassroots people like Steve. Oh, okay. And some of the funding we raised from the swim is going to go towards um, some programs Steve does, like the first aid, mental, first, mental, mental health, health first aid. aid. Awesome. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I really yeah, I love it. And uh, can you just tell us a little bit about why why you picked um, say swimming as the first as the as the, as that event? You know, why 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 was it not a I don't know a, like a run for argument's sake? Why did you go for the ocean? Um, probably because I'm not that great at running. Uh, <laughs> How's that? I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> fits in our it's in our lane yeah, as well. We've all got we've all got that. Kenyan running. Yeah, oh, yes, of course. Yeah, my, wife, along the couch here. my wife thinks I look like a gazelle or a, or a giraffe out of control <laughs> when, when I run. It's not great. I am quick once I get going. Though. It takes yeah. a long time. Um, why swimming? Look, you know what? It was probably one of those things I've had a... I just love swimming. I was never fantastic as a kid. Played water polo and surfed a lot. 
and I was probably okay at swimming, but more recently I've been swimming a lot. It's been good for my sort of fitness and mental health, and I've probably become reasonably good at it. Um, one of the few things I'm good at. Yeah. And um, and also the connection with Collaroy Swimming Club. So I'm involved down there. Um, most recently was just the vice president. And my wife's involved and all my kids are involved. And it's a real family um, club, which goes back to about 1945. That's awesome. And it's quite amazing. There's three or four generations of kids down there. Um, and really there was no um, avenue or anything like a 24-hour swim. And as far as I know... There's been a few 24-hour swims, but not in a rock pool yep. like this. So it was pretty unique, hence why we come up with the concept. And for those listeners who are overseas and, and haven't been to Sydney or haven't enjoyed the, the rock pools, pools of Sydney, how good are they? Oh, like, don't we have amazing... It's just such a great yeah. feature that we have. I, I haven't seen anything like it around the world. If you know, No, no, you, I, I think you're right. It is mm. pretty unique. And there was a piece of research done. I can't remember the journalist who... Uh, interviewed me, I think, for BBC, and they were talking about the positive impacts of um, outdoor swimming. Mm. And they're doing a whole research piece around it. It was quite fascinating. Awesome. It's like swimming in nature kind of Yeah, idea. correct. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. With, with, with costumes on, though. Yeah, right. Yeah, not, na- yeah, not naturalist. Not, no, no, correct. Naturalist no. swimming, okay. No. That's <laughs> another research. Well, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. Natural environment. <laughs> 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 Naturalism. No, fair enough. I feel like there's a PhD in that, though. We could we could work our way into that one, Mazza. So um, if we go back then, and uh, we, we dived a little bit deeper into your story, what was it that... Um, you know that made you kind of go, okay, I want to, I want to organise this. I need, to, we need to support this particular, you know, um, problem that we're having in our community. Um, probably goes back, uh, I would say, about five years, or a little bit longer, when my wife was diagnosed with um, non-Hodgkin lymphoma, mm-hmm. and she was diagnosed with stage three. I had to say stage three because I got it wrong the other day. She, oh, did you? Yes, you I did. I was in trouble. But misdiagnosed. Misdiagnosed. Listen to me. Yeah, <laughs> I, a, I, yeah. I, thought, I thought I was a doctor there at one stage. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, and, and she, she was diagnosed with that, which was fairly advanced, but because she, she was quite young, quite unusually young mm. to get that um, diagnosed, she um, was quite, you'd look at her and think she was quite well for mm. quite some time, right? So they did what they call a watch and wait, which sounds a bit unusual. Because sometimes when you mm. get diagnosed like that, you just want to get some Except, treatment, yeah. right? Mm. Um, and that went for four years, which was a long time. And I think that had, wow. um, you know, probably looking back now and looking at some of the signs, it probably had a bigger impact on me than what I thought. Plus, I got made um, redundant. Mm-hmm. Anyway, fast forward those four years, um, um, she the disease progressed and it went to a stage four, so it's all through her lymph glands. Yep. And um, then they started doing some treatment. And um, I'd sort of had this concept of doing something actually for lymphoma at one stage because they don't get much funding and there's yep. not much recognition, not like breast cancer, yeah, which, yeah. you know, they've done some wonderful work. And then... Um, I guess I was working in a business which wasn't the nicest environment. Uh, my wife had just come off treatment and got a um, almost, not, not a full recovery, but really good recovery. Mm. And I should have been at the top of the world. Yeah. And when we got that news that she had the full recovery, I came crashing down mm. and went in a, a massive hole, which apparently is quite common um, for partners. I didn't see it at the time. So anyway, then then I was in a really bad place. I had to seek some professional help and um, actually spent some time in Northside Clinic yep. at, at uh, St. Leonard's, which I'd never, ever had any mental health issues in my entire life. Um, and then probably once I came out of that, I went to a, a um, Tomorrow Man event at Avalon Surf Club. Yep. And I remember it was back in April last year Actually, not April, May. It might have been around April, May. Yeah. I can't quite remember. May. And there was 250 blokes. And when I walked out of there and looking at the, the high rate of suicide, unfortunately, on the northern beaches, I went, wow, look at me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm reasonably financially well off. Got three wonderful kids, a great wife. Mm-hmm. Got a great network, network of mates who helped me out. And yeah. I'm, I see myself as being pretty fortunate. And then I thought, how how do we have such a high rate of suicide on the northern mm-hmm. beaches, particularly young young boys, yeah. where they represent or men represent seventy five percent of all suicides? And I thought, what can I do to make a bit of a difference? And I've never really utilised my network of mates, and I've, I'm really lucky. I've got a very talented group of mates, mm. far more talented than me, 
and I went, wow, let's uh, let's come up with this concept of a pool, uh, a swim. So I actually yeah. rang Gus, and originally it was only going to be twelve hours, and I rang yeah. Gus Wallen, yeah. who um, who I've become good mates with, and uh, he said, Gus, I've got this idea, and he goes, you know what, Wardy, um, I reckon we do twenty four hours because it's a bit more newsworthy. Yeah. And one thing I hadn't thought of, he goes, a lot of men, unfortunately, or a lot of people tend to um, um, take their life after midnight. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool you guys swam after midnight because that's when mm-hmm. that's a really lonely time, particularly for men. And I went, wow, okay, okay, let's let's this. do this. And then he said, it's up to you, Wardy, let's get it together. And I'm thinking, oh, hang on, geez, yeah. you know. So I did nothing for about two months. And then I got pulled my finger out yeah. and got my <laughs> act together and then rang my mates and said, hey, I've got this idea. That was in September. And then um, we launched it in December last year wow and three months later raised you know over about a hundred thousand dollars mate that's some quick action yeah it look it it came together real quick yeah you know because i remember that tomorrow i didn't go to that tomorrow man event but living down that because i live down that end of the beaches heard a lot about it oh it's big yeah Yeah. and a lot of the kids talked about it at school yeah good because um because that but that you did that in under 12 months Really. Well, really, we, we kind of went live. It was just before my birthday, yeah. so it was around the 19th of December. We actually went live, which wasn't great because you got Christmas. Yeah. People are away. So we really didn't get any traction with registrations until February. Well, I don't think. Well, that's... And then the swim was in March. I don't yeah. think we registered till the... No. Nah. The week of. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's men at the best. Yeah, yeah <laughs> correct. Best. Yeah, yeah, correct. We'll do, we'll do that. Yeah. We will do that. Yeah. And, it's, but, and it's part of... Uh, you know, it's part of I suppose the marketing and how you and how you connect with with blokes. You know, you just got to be there. Yeah. You just got to yeah. keep reminding them. Well, you you do, and I have got a mate of mine, Sandy Park. I have got to call him out because he's a he, he's um, Sandy. Sandy, not Sandy. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> Sandy, <laughs> Sandy's blue. Sandy's an incredible swimmer, but he's a fair weather swimmer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fair weather yeah. swimmer. Yeah, he's a he oh, needs he'd need to have a ten mil wetsuit to swim today. Yeah. Um, but he's actually a really talented swimmer and, uh, and a bit of an athlete, unlike yeah. me. Yeah. But he he's pretty good at the social media stuff and yeah. works in um, digital um, marketing, I guess. Yeah. So he was um, doing a lot of the posts and a lot of the social stuff with a mate of mine, Pedro. Yeah. He was the one who did that production around yeah. the video. Yeah, I love that. Um, so talking about some pretty cool blokes, they were really, really good guys who did a lot of the social stuff. Mm. So they connected really well with, with the local community. What I love about that is just that sequence of things where you've just gone, here's a spark. You know, you've obviously been sitting on that for a while and thinking about your own experience with the, um, what you went through with your family. And then you've just gone, who's around me? Who's around me? Who can I lean in on? And that, that's really what a network is about. That's really what we need. And, uh, you know, there was, um, a couple of years ago, there was a mainly daily article with, uh, about a, an elderly couple in Palmy that had passed away in their own home and nobody knew. And they'd been there for about a month before they were discovered. And it was like the 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 husband was the carer for the wife who had some dementia. She was mm. she was blind and then and he died through the night. So she then she woke up not knowing what was oh, going no. on and then mm. they eventually perished. And I thought to myself, how how does that happen in a healthy society where we would check in on each other, where somebody who's lived ninety odd years is why, why would someone become meaningless in a in our society you know so checking in on each other being being available being around doesn't mean they need someone knocking on the door every day but you know you'd want to know who's around you so another part of that is having people to help you with a project or having people just to lean in on so yeah absolutely and go, I mean, if you look at gotcha for life i mean that's um it's like a a mate for life that's mm. the whole concept behind is having someone there mm. and and unfortunately blokes particularly our age don't um and there's been some research done around this, don't have a mate or many people they can turn to and talk to, mm. which is kind of sad. Mm. You know, and to, again, getting back to my circumstances, you know, I was incredibly lucky. If, you, if you're a bit on the spectrum of society or if you don't have that network of mates, uh, how, do they re- how do people reach out to each other? Yeah, unbelievable. You know, so, yeah, so. That's, so you go, if that can happen, if I can feel this way, and I can look around and go, hang on, I tick all these great boxes. Yeah, correct. How can if I can feel this yeah. way, then it, everybody can, anybody yeah, yeah, can, right? Yeah. So then that's when we go, okay, let's do something about it. I think. Yeah, but how do you, you know? Because we've probably all got those circles of mates where we've got some, <clears throat> as you said, border. You got some some mates that are high profile, mm. and they and we all look around and we go, you know, we compare ourselves to others, we contrast ourselves, we go, oh, you know. 
Gus has got it going on. He's got TV shows. As he tells everybody, he's mates with Hugh Jackman. Whether that's true or not, we'll we'll never <laughs> we'll never know. You know, and well, Hugh, Hugh's a big fan of the show, so just <laughs> he talks yeah, it up, right, yeah. right, yeah, yeah, right into it. Yeah. Hugh, let us yeah. know. Yeah, he they went just just. I went to school with some people too, but anyway, uh, <laughs> Knox is a big school. Um, but how, you know, isn't it easy for blokes to go? Well, I can't talk to them because they've got it going on. And the flip side is, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I had I had a little bit of a discussion with someone at work about this the other day, that they looked um, towards me and they were wondering whether they should reach out to me and have a discussion because they go, well, Murray's got it going on. He's he's married. He's got kids. He's got like this practice, he's always coaching the kids. He seems to have it going on. How do you approach a, a mate? Because that must be another challenge for men is that we go, you know, Ravi had a little bit of a, a moment the other day and I was completely, not the other day, but you know what oblivious. I mean? Oblivious. Not oblivious to it all, but we go, how do you pick up those signs, you know, when you go, oh, i got a mate. Yeah, it's good. He's, it's, kick, he's kicking yeah. ass, but on the in, on the outside, he appears to be kicking ass. On the inside, he's yeah, you might not he's be tumbling. So if you look at Gus's example of "Got You for Life," and yep. before that, before the the charity, he had uh, the Man Up series, and the reason why he did that, and I can't quite, quite remember the timing, but his best mate, who was who was in I think production and television, was the one who took his own life, and he had everything from mm. what Gus said, yeah. you know. So I think just because they look like they're doing well, whatever that might be defined as. Mm. Um, they might not be. So I think as blokes, um, and Steve um, would have spoken about this when you had him on the other week, um, I think you've got to um, ask the question but not be superficial about it. So blokes have a bad habit of, you know, even me at the footy yesterday, I was down yep. at the Rats up on the, because I'm one of the hillbillies, right? And they're great, great, great mateship up there. They're filthy, yeah. We smashed North yesterday too. Yeah, yeah. That's, my, that's, my, that's my old club. North, oh, is it? Okay. Oh, that's that's nice. Anyway, anyway. anyway we're um, good, we're good. We've got Murray in the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> got the All Blacks in the middle. Yeah. There's no worry about North. Um, we look like prop forwards too. I, yeah. Certainly yeah. I do. This is a mate. solid front row. Look yeah, at that. We've packed out. Anyway. But you're the... But it's very superficial, some of the conversations you have. And I think, you know, you blokes will tend to say, oh, yeah, I'm right, mate. and sometimes you do it the other way where you go um oh you know i I know what you're going through and so i think as as blokes sometimes you got to dig a little bit deeper Mm. and not be so superficial and maybe just inquire a little bit more yeah and and i think a lot of people just don't do that but if you are mates with someone or if you've got a close relationship you should be able to have that conversation Mm. and conversely you shouldn't be offended if if your mate comes up and wants to ask you um, so it is tough though sometimes because I, I actually probably haven't really done a good job of doing that in the past but because I've got a bit more self-awareness and I'm starting to get involved more in this mental health space mm. um, I'm learning a lot more and, and I'm starting to have a bit more I guess you know you'd call it emotional intelligence where you're a bit more tuned in with people mm. and you look at you know the signs and Steve said something really um, profound when he was on the show and it was along the lines of uh, when you're asking, it's more like saying, um, hey, Wardy, you know, just checking in with you, um, but I just wanted you to know, like, if there's ever, you know, a chance where I might need you to check in with me, are you okay Yeah, yeah, he's done that with me, yeah. Yeah. It's really good, right? It sort of breaks down that barrier where you're not going like, hey, I've got it all going on, so come come to me if you've got a problem. It's like... I'm vulnerable. We're all vulnerable. Hey, we're yeah, here, yeah. and if you need mm. me, I'm here. Well, Gus, he does that with me. Seriously, yeah. I, as I've got to know him, he'll send me. He, he's really good at this. A lot of people see him on the radio as being this um, jovial. Yeah. Um, he can be a bit controversial sometimes. Mm. Um, he, he's a very, very funny guy, but he's a really good heart, and he'll send yeah. me a message occasionally and just go, "You okay, mate? I'm here for you. Just checking in." Yeah. Mm. And sometimes those little things like that, even with your mates. It sounds a bit odd at first. Yeah. You can, you know, I said to a mate the other day, I said, mate, I love you, you know. It's pretty, some, you might think it's a bit odd, but mm-hmm. he's a good mate of mine who was a very high-profile rugby guy and up in Queensland, and he's gone through about five lots of chemo. Yeah. You know, and he's a tough, tough as nails. Like, you know, he was, um, he was a um, clearance diver, right? Tough as yeah. nails. And, uh, but, but I love him a lot, right? And I said it to him, and I even myself, when I got off the phone, I went, oh, that was... That's been vulnerable. Yeah. Would you would you <laughs> say that'd be something that he would say regularly to uh, people around? Oh, he does. Yeah, he does. But he's yeah. he's pretty he's a pretty tough guy. Mm. Uh, mm. But again, it's sort of I think sometimes when you when you 
let your guard down, even mm. with your mates or someone you know, and they're doing it tough. Sometimes they'll maybe confide in you or feel a bit more comfortable because yeah. you give them a safe spot. Mm. So this is the thing I've been thinking about. Like we 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 chase some sort of success in our lives, and um, it looks like now we're starting to realise that what maybe we have been chasing as a general group uh, of, of of what we might define as success doesn't necessarily mean fulfilment and doesn't mean like uh, absolutely happy, you know. So yeah, what yeah. is it that where are we going? wrong is there something that we can do on a grassroots level at a high school level primary school you know adolescent level to redefine you know the direction that we that we're in so that we are we do have that stronger foundation because i would measure success of, of like a long a long happy life is more important yeah, yeah the trappings, it's, you know? it's uh oh, wow that's a good mm. question oh, it's well <laughs> come on because how old are your kids warty uh, i got an eight yep ten 12, yeah. have said their birthdays. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've got 15, 13, and eight. Yeah. And watching my 15-year-old at the moment is, as we define a, a long, successful life, he's, he's, buried's not the word, but we might as well go with that. He's buried in the phone. He's buried in yeah, Instagram. Yeah. He's buried in <clears> the, <throat> look at me, look what I've got. I'm a, an American black rapper. Um, I've got a Lamborghini. I've got my bitches and my hoes. You know, no, no, very, no, you know, instant gratification. Yeah. Um, like, I need a new pair of shoes. You get the new pair of shoes. I need another new pair of shoes because there's a new one like that. They're so, the kids, you know, as, as you were asking that question, I was going, oh God, my son has got none of those ideas. He's just going, I need another new pair of Nikes. So, mate, you just bought a pair of Nikes. Like, last week, and literally every cent he spends, He'll go instant gratification, instant gratification, instant gratification. If he has two hundred dollars, he spends two hundred dollars. Yep. You know, and that's really quite a scary thing to go. Where's it heading? Where are you going with this, brother? Where are you? Go you know, oh, it's a good. It's it's such a big thing. I was only talking about this on the hill with some of the some of my mates and yeah. um, around, you know, social media. And I'm no um, expert in this area, but I, I'm with you. It's a, it's a significant issue. I think. Yeah. You know, I'm really lucky. My daughter, she's the oldest. She's a twelve-year-old. Yeah. She's really grounded. She's a bit of a bit of a book nerd. Yeah. She calls herself that, yeah. mm -hmm. and she loves books. But mm -hmm. we we actually none of the kids have any devices. Yeah. We have one iPad. We share. We try and limit the time. I'm yeah. probably like the Amish out of my friends. Yeah. Mm. But I, I actually think, uh, and I, oh, I love that. I might I be. Here a, we are. I, I we thought are. you said army shed to start with. No, army, army shed. Army shed from an army shed. Well, <laughs> Amish. Oh, yeah, army shed. Like yeah, we I'm make like... all of our own clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. our breads. Yeah. Um, sell it at the market. <laughs> Don't have zippers. Um, <laughs> you to be here. So yeah, yeah, the correct. Yeah, were up. yeah, correct. <laughs> Took me an hour to get here. <laughs> Colorado, geez, it was a long haul. Coming down the plateau with the donkeys on me. But I'm, I'm with you. I actually think. Um, and I, I might be a bit, bit, this might be a bit controversial, but I kind of sometimes wonder between the ages, say 40 and maybe early 50, where we really stuffed up as parenting sometimes. Oh. I really think as, as a group of that 10 year of parenting, I really think we got it wrong around maybe social media and expectations. And I think um, there's so much pressure on kids. I think mm. what's different though, because I was only thinking about this, when I was at school, bullying was around. You know, there was probably a lot of, lot more fights went on at school. You can't yeah. do that apparently these days. Mm -hmm. um, all of that stuff was still there around sort of um, the dynamics of kids. But I think it's gone up a, a real level now around online bullying. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really, really sad that... I actually think it's really sad that in school they're allowed to have phones. They should ban them. Yeah. 100%. I just don't understand why they're allowed to have a mobile phone at school. No, no need. It, particularly in the classroom. And yeah. The state government need to actually just ban it completely. Mm. I'm, I'm quite firm on that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It That's causes so many issues oh. around schooling and around expectations and just the potential litigation. That's the thing I never quite understand. Yeah. That you can film stuff and... And you've yeah. got a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old or a 14-year-old controlling that with no emotional yeah, intelligence, yeah. no understanding. Co of correct. And they've got open market, so to speak, on the phone. Oh. They can mm. kind of... Yeah. Go anywhere with it. And so you might at home be Amish, but then your yeah. kid goes to school. Yeah, and then And then, you know, old mate sitting next to them has, has got access to everything. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. Well, CJ's getting, a, um, she's getting a phone for year seven next yeah. year. Yeah. But I said to her, it's only to use to text. Yeah, yeah. Nokia, get the Nokia. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. My wife had a Nokia about four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Just went to an iPhone. Yeah. Perfect. And the other thing with the access to, like, technology and phones, 
and as we talk about that when we were kids there was bullying there was all that sort of stuff sometimes things got to settle you know issues mm. got to settle and you got to ferment on it and and think about the consequences and, and all mm. of that sort of stuff and maybe ravi wasn't such a big dick at school yesterday and all this sort of stuff but now it never ends it literally can go on because they can just go boom 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 boom, boom and tear yeah and but they can keep going on and on and on and on and all of a sudden you're going what it well, yeah but you're going all day about it it never mm. it never gets a chance whereas you used to go we were trying to tell oscar the other day if you used to want to call someone it was in the you were in the like hallway with the cord you were the cord right, out the door. door out the door trying to have your little <laughs> you didn't trying want to, your dad or yeah, mum to yeah, listen chat, trying to chat up a chick and, and you go up into his room and you go what are you doing and he's facetiming you know his girlfriend yeah, yeah, you're yeah, going yeah. oh man it's like nine o'clock bro. i remember you'd have to ring up and you'd say oh g'day mr oh, Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's andrew here yeah. can i uh can i speak to joe please no she's doing her homework no yeah, yeah. correct yeah because he was the gatekeeper he'd go oh absolutely no, and then he'd be like mum get off the phone <laughs> yeah yeah click yeah <laughs> we well, got the other phone yeah. in the house i'd have my sister listening yeah. on him oh, yeah. Yeah. get off yeah Oh, that's so good. Good times. See, they miss out on that now. Yeah. Oh, they do. There should be an app for that, parent. And you have yeah. to remember the numbers. I've still got about two numbers in my head I can yeah. remember. Oh. Well, that's the other Wrong thing. girlfriends. I haven't told Jules that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jules, don't Just, listen. Yeah, that's no. in the black book yeah, in the back of the room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, really? But I so want to listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if she's still listening, that's amazing. Yeah, you started from the beginning. You got, rambling you've got this far yeah. deep into it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, we we started this podcast because we just, you know, we used to enjoy just chatting, and we were like, how how good would it be if we just recorded that, and so other people could listen and and enjoy. And it's just become a thing. It's sort of taken on its own life. You know, we we had no agenda. We haven't started with a particular agenda, but it's it seems to be at the moment that we're having lots of conversations around mental health. You know, the front page of the Manly Daily. We were just chatting before. Mm. Is um, uh, police. Superintendent. superintendent David Darcy. On there you go, yeah. David Darcy, yeah. and and he's making he's like as you're telling me he's making it a big push for himself to Correct. have an impact uh, locally on on um, on mental health and suicide in particular. So you know where do you see things going on the northern beaches? We've got 180 groups like 180, yeah, Anchor, Head Above Water, um, Gotcha for Life. Where are we, where are we going? What do you you know? What's a goal? Do we have a goal, or is it just like let's start conversations? Or um, oh wow, uh, look, I think. My observations, again, I've only been involved in the space the last 12 months, but what is good is there's a lot more collaboration, number mm -hmm. one. And there's been a lot of people kind of say, oh, there's all these different groups and it's yeah. not well coordinated. You know, that's a fair observation. It is a, the mental health space is really somewhat dysfunctional from a professional level. Um, but I think from a grassroots level and also from a charity point of view, there's some fantastic organisations. So if you look at Gotcha for Life, they're trying to, collaborate and bring a lot of them together mm -hmm. uh, and i think the big ideas event which was up at glen rose theater run by the council was a good initiative because they had um, gus there from gotcha for life they had a few other organizations from the northern beaches so i think number one the collaboration between those organizations is really key because mm. there is crossover i don't call mm. them competing because they do all offer something a bit different um, the big thing is there's a lot of talk i think it's really good there's a whole lot of action now happening um, around the northern beaches. Um, I, I, one thing I don't quite understand, and I don't know whether the stats have always been there but never reported, mm -hmm. but the rate of suicide seems to be almost getting worse. Mm -hmm. I think um, in a 18-month month period there was over 30 um, suicides. Now, mm -hmm. that's only reported because mm -hmm. there's still a lot aren't reported for whatever reason. Um, I don't know... I don't know how we stop that because it seems to be getting worse. Or, um, But I think it's really important we do talk about it. And I think it's really important we get some early intervention programs with, with young kids, both boys and girls. And one thing which um, um, I think Got You For Life are doing, which is really smart, because there's two key organisations who are doing what we call early intervention. There's RAISE, mm -hmm. which is a RAISE Foundation. You can check yep. them out. They're pretty cool. Yep. They, they're probably more in the public education space and they've got Gonski behind them, um, who's their patron. And they're doing what they call early intervention at 15, 16. And they've got a goal to have mentors in school, which yeah. is really yeah. good. It's an amazing organisation. Oh, it is, yeah. yeah. Then you've got Gotcha for Life, who's 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 doing this. But what, what they're doing, which is quite unique, they're doing Tomorrow Man, which is a series for men and boys, and early intervention again at schools. But they're doing Tomorrow Woman now. Yeah. Mm -hmm 
which is really cool. Um, because the actual uh, uh, attempted suicide rate is high for women. Wow. But they don't quite often, I guess... See through, in a sense. See through where the mm. men, unfortunately, do. But they also do tomorrow parent. Now, we talk mm. about parenting. Mm. It makes a lot of sense, right, when you think of it, is that you do sessions for parents yep. on how to deal with their kids and their friends, and conversely, their kids. So they're now doing um, three programs which really cover off all... Um, I guess um, spectrum, spectrum of the family, yeah, correct family members, yeah, amazing, amazing, yeah, because I uh, I see it now, and we're seeing this with Steve as well that <clears throat> it seems to be that 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 younger that young generation now are seem more comfortable to talk about it, you know, at least <clears throat> they're using like the vocabulary and they're sort of saying, hey, listen, you know, if you, if you want to check in, I'm here, and yep. you know whether that whether that's posturing or whatever, you know, there's it's still a conversation that. I didn't ever have when I was in high school. I would never. It wasn't a com. You know, we just no, didn't talk no, about yeah. it, and it was almost like hush. Mm. Like if that ever happens, mm. like oh no, something. You know, <coughs> just sweep that under the carpet. Now it seems it seems to be there's some traction, at least uh, from what I see around around here. Yeah, people are talking about. It. I mean, I, I remember unfortunately there was one episode of a father who um, had killed himself, and I think it was done in the garage and. Mm. It was horrendous, right? And that was talked about in the broader area where I grew up in Francis Forest. Mm -hmm. And this would have been going back in the 70s. Mm. But no one spoke about it, really. It was kind of... Yeah, hushed tones, right? Mm. Correct. And it was never spoken about again. Yeah. Um, and there was probably one or two of those episodes. So I think it's good that they are talking about it. Although a mate of mine yesterday I was talking to, I won't say who it was, mm. but kind of said to me, oh, do you think, you know, talking about it, we're talking about it too much with the young kids and... Mm. not suggesting there's a copycat style there of but but he kind of was suggesting that is it are we talking about it too much now i, I don't know I, I don't think we are may, mm. may, maybe i don't know if there is an issue around that i think the younger we talk about mm. it the better mm. um um and i think that's a starting point if you talk about it then there's a bit of self-awareness well right? in, my, in my mind if you just play that out it's like it's like not talking about heart disease it's like let's not mention yeah, yeah correct yeah, let's yeah. not mention these things because they're yeah. so horrible yeah, correct. You know, would you not talk to your kids about, hey, let's, you know, eating well is good for you long term. Yeah, correct. You know, same as like working on your your men mental health game. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, I talk to my kids. My they, they they've seen the paper and you know they're pretty 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 in tune with things. Mm. And they they're aware about the swim and yes. and I talk to them pretty openly about That's great. what's been mm. going on. And yeah. they 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 look the younger one who's eight doesn't mm. quite get it. He's still living in a bit of. Yeah. ignorant bliss yeah. at the moment which is well you good. probably got him out in the field with the donkeys like <laughs> yeah. got, no, you got no time for that yeah, you got no time <laughs> too busy picking cotton yeah <laughs> that's right he's working he's working the farm well, well steve looks like one he's got yeah, the big he's beard got, doesn't oh, he mate. i took my beard off this morning before i came oh, down you yeah very good yeah i did too but just but he comes back but um my because my son's done the gotcha for life tomorrow man at pitwater high um, oh, cool. Just recently. And he said it was really interesting because um, you go in all the activities that they do, it gets to that, gets to a point where there's this uh, awkward moment where they sort of say, Does anyone want to talk? Yeah. And you know, silence. there's this silence. And <clears throat> in all of the bagging that I just gave my 15 year old son, he's relatively open about it because we do talk about it at, at home a little bit. And he's, we've had a couple of friends that have committed suicide, he's had a couple of mates that have died in accidents that are one's an accident couple of committed suicide and um so he he spoke and he goes and then the floodgates opened and boom 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 all these kids started because then they stood there's a i think what tomorrow man does and got you for life and and all the they, they if they get a safe environment yeah and the boys can see that yeah and you're right there is that awkward silence and yeah. that opens up a bit yeah but um but my wife and i have had that similar discussion to what you were talking about on on the hill is is that if we talk about it more, is there, it's not so much does it make it worse, but is there confusion about what the actual, you know, your emotion or your issue is? Like, and we often talk about bullying a lot, you know, mm. that oh, I'm being bullied and that's because Johnny doesn't want to play with you at lunchtime. Yeah, that's not, yeah, you're right. And now we're, oh, I'm getting bullied because... Wardy didn't want to play with me at lunchtime. And you yeah. go, no, no, Wardy just didn't want to play with you. It's just... Because I don't like it. Yeah, it's just life. You know, <laughs> Correct. You, know you don't... Everything yeah, yeah. doesn't have to always be an issue. And then, yeah, yeah. you know, so we... It is... I think it is a really fine line between... Because if we... Uh, he would be my concern is if we start the conversation too young, 
they have that ignorant bliss and they just throw lip service to the word. No, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Well, most of the early intervention, from what I understand, is around 15 to 16, yeah. right? But you're right. Do you mm. de- get a bit desensitised? Like in America with all the violence and killings and mm. it's kind of like, oh, you're just, just, another, part of society. just another 23 people died and you think that's horrendous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not... Because uh, I don't work in that research yeah. and medical space, it's a tough one. I'd be interested to see what sort of those professionals would, you know, would psychologists say. and psychologists would say around that. Mm. We've got someone coming on the show next week who's going to be in that space. Oh, yeah, I love it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we're going to okay. we'll put that question to, to Tani. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool to see. Yeah. Because you're right. How, does it... Is that point where you talk about it so much? Um, it then becomes a correct, thing. Correct. The other problem, though, if we go, if we say, if we talk about it so much, the facts are the facts. Oh, it's, it's happening on the beaches. It happens every other week. Correct. So it's the norm, for, for want of a better term, it's kind of the norm at the moment. And you know what I find find really disturbing is, um, and maybe it was there, but it was never reported, but there's been a couple of very young kids, like mm. well under 16, yeah. it's been 12, 13, 14 year yeah. olds. And um, there was one um, only a little while ago up in the Avalon, like yeah. a couple of, about a month ago. Yeah. And she was only a young girl, yeah. and you think, wow, that's just, it's, it's mm. I don't know if it's getting younger or whether or not it's just being reported more. Yeah. Well, o- Oscar, my 15, I'd say in the last 12 months, within his circle of whether it's been at the football club he's a member of, mm. social groups he's been, he would have had, he would have had five kids he knows. Wow. One accident, four suicides. Mm. at 15 so we're doing so just on that one thing I'm really conscious of is you know that the money we raised and we're we're going to post something in the next couple of weeks around where that money's being spent just so we've got some not just transparency but let the head above water community know what's going Mm. on so we're looking at some um, clubs and particularly sporting clubs don't have um, welfare person unless they're semi-professional they quite often don't have a lot of funds and they don't do much work, but they've got all these people like myself and others who are in coaching positions and we don't have any professional training in this space. So one thing I've been speaking to Steve about with a couple of the clubs, we've got Pitwater Tigers, which is the AFL, we've got the Hillbillies from Moringa and a few others we're talking to where we actually want to do some Tomorrow Man events, but we also want to fund um, some first aid, mental health first aid courses for the leadership people within mm. those clubs. Mm. And the idea of that is to to get better connected. And you're right, to stop these mm. 14, 15, 16-year-old kids getting into a position where they think there's no um, there's no option. Because yeah. there is options. There's always is, options. Correct. And there's people mm. out there who want to help them. And But mm. they, when you're in that space, and I've been in that space yeah. a little bit, I never... You know when people go, oh, that person took their own life and that's selfish, or how could you do that? Mm-hmm. I think when you're in that space, and I didn't obviously get there, but... I was probably close to that area. You, you, you don't think anybody's there to help you, mm-hmm. and I think it's a real tragedy around some of the relationships our younger people have that they think there isn't help, and there is, mm. and it's kind of, kind of, really unfortunate mm. and quite sad that they but, get to that point. And that, and that's where I think having that maybe that's where the conversation really needs to be. It's not about necessarily about suicide. If we talk about it, you know, at the grassroots level with our kids when they're younger. What are the appropriate conversations? Is more about that. There's always someone there, mm. or you know, it would be great if they if there was someone there for them, and they knew, no matter what the circumstances, we can have a chat. Like the the thing that scares me as a parent <coughs> of an eight and a ten year old is that they would feel like I can't tell dad this. Mm. Like what would happen if I told? Yeah, them and this? that's where it's really important. I think you have that relationship. I mean, I I speak to my kids, and certainly my twelve year old, um, I've said to her, you can come to me with anything, mm. right? And sometimes it's a way you you react. If you and I've you know I don't always react the best either. And then if you do react really badly, they go, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm not going to take that. Yeah, you're in good uh, company. Yeah, 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 correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm smooth every time. <laughs> I'm always smooth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never flown off the handle. <laughs> never overreacted. I'm gonna have to talk to my wife about that too. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's um, I think if you. Oh, it, I think the key is not to be judgmental. It's hard not mm. to be. Mm. So if they bring something to you, first of all, you've got to not react too badly. You've got to sort of be mm. pretty calm. Yeah. And that's hard, particularly if it's something really sensitive. Yeah. And then the second thing is, is because you build that trust right, then they can come to you. And, you, yeah. and if you can take that judgment around, that yeah. judgmental approach around, or out, I should say, then 
I reckon that does help, but mm. but it, look, parenting is not bloody easy. No, thing, so. well, we've conditioned ours to know, <laughs> we've conditioned ours to know that we'll blow up. Yeah, <laughs> but and that that blow up is from love. <laughs> it's it's coming from a place of love. Like, if you just uh, now yeah, we can talk and just let that blow up. Give me ten minutes. Um, yeah, let that blow up occur. Let us rant, and then we'll come good again in a minute. But you know. But maybe it's also about having an extended network. You know, I was thinking as a parent, I, I read this from the uh, what was Steve Biddle's book about raising boys. Is like by a certain age, they no longer look at their parents as their world, you know, mm. and it's about having other people around them and, mm. and hopefully in that time that you have, you know, this super influence on your kids that you've given them a, a better understanding of the world or you put good people around them. Like I, I think about aunts and uncles and oh, coaches that's, and that's that sort of yeah, stuff. Or yeah. mates or... Yeah. yeah. I mean, my, my, my dad died when I was pretty young. I was only 13, right? Mm. And um, I was really fortunate. I had a couple of really good uncles. Yeah. And one of my uncles still today who does a bit of mentoring with me and he's a big rugby nut, played for yeah. Gordon first grade and um, he's a real was a really successful businessman. And I actually look up, up to him and um, he had a really positive influence on me. And I, and I think you're right. It's not just about what you're doing as a parent. I think mm. once they get into their teens, they probably don't see it. Um, but as they get older, they'll really um, appreciate that, the mentoring mm. or the good uncles or... Yeah. aunties or yeah. whoever it might be or mates yeah absolutely yeah when they're when they're in it they're just like yeah, yeah. whatever yeah, 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 whatever. annoying yeah. adults yeah. Yeah. i don't even see you especially when auntie kisses you with the lipstick oh, oh yeah oh, oh. but you know, <laughs> the tissues stuffed up her arm or something like that or down the bra you just, and you just see it yeah, <laughs> <great>. <laughs> oh. but everybody I, had have you got have you all had an auntie like that oh yeah a girl yeah. no oh the close talking auntie oh, a few drinks oh Few drinks, it's oh, not comfortable. She's lovely. And she likes hold on to you. You've grown up to such a good talk. boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she doesn't let go of your hands. I mean, look at you. <laughs> yeah, look at your big arms. Look at your biceps. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't have that, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, oh dear. Don't pause the recording and listen to this did, story. I did go to a private school. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, everybody was your auntie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sometimes the nun. Anyway, yes. where do we go from there? Oh, I can't, uh, I can't get back. That's gone. That's gone <laughs> south very quickly. Yeah. yeah, let's let's bring it. Let's bring it back. <laughs> let's, let's bring it back. The Mansack. The Mansack. We've got merchandise. I was listening to you guys the other day, and I know that you love a good sponsor. <laughs> yes. So I'm trying to get Gotcha for Life to sponsor <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I've se- uh, this is a shout out to Gus. I have sent him a couple of messages. Oh. Well, and he hasn't it. and he hasn't responded. Oh. Let's talk us through this. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't know who you are. No, that's hard to believe. <laughs> that's hard. hard to believe in the in the shed up here. All right. So you got got your for life water bottles. Beautiful. Beautiful. I don't know how environmentally friendly they are, Gussie, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's like like good. yeah they smell. <laughs> They've surely got to oh, be good. Oh, we've got those quality. Oh, now that's a quality t shirt. <laughs> Feel that cotton. I oh, know, mate. They're, they're yeah. about five dollars. Those t-shirts. Yeah. Sorry, boys. Yeah, the kids no, worked. The kids worked hard to make those. They were the, they were the cheap ones. We, we couldn't even go. Yeah. Oh, draw our oh, yeah. go. Hang on. We'll get involved. That's yeah. a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. Now, ex, that's extra large, but they're pretty small. They're made in China, I think. Yeah. Oh, oh, here we go. Now, there you go. Oh, that's quality. Oh, see, I should have had that on earlier. See, now's the time of the show. Well, see, two different types of hats. Are they? Even I don't get a country for life hat. Now oh, now beanies. Oh, I was thinking about a beanie the other so day. Oh, hang on. We've got, the price. Oh, yeah. we got the price tag on there, have no, we? I've got the price tag. So they're closely aligned with um, Gotcha for Life. So you'll notice that the head above water apparel you know, is yeah. pretty cheap. Yeah. But the Gotcha for Life yeah, apparel is yeah. really good quality. <laughs> yeah, good. Okay. Look at that. Oh. Oh, that's good. It's going to be good down, down at the beach. Because it's going to be cold. Oh, here we go. Well, there you go. Is that a sweatband? Yeah, don't you love that? <laughs> if you don't wear that, if you don't wear that across your next week. Oh, yeah. imagine that. Oh, a headband. Headband, sweatband, there you go. Oh, mate, you've got something really special coming up. Gus is special. Oh. A bit of man spray. What? Oh, oh. <laughs> look at that. Lynx. A gotcha? Yeah, that's it. Lynx. Spray that on. How you did... smell like a real man. To the tiger, did you watch that rugby league game last night? No, oh, jeez, no, was that I on anymore, that game? league? Yeah. What else was in there? A bunch of stickers. Oh, oh. oh, no, they're um, decals, yeah, they stickers. Oh, maybe they are, yeah, okay, there we <laughs> or go. business cards. Jeez, I'm glad I know what's in there. <laughs> Vicky put this together, that's why you got oh. quite a bit. If Gus had done it, yeah, it wouldn't you might have just got the, the sweatbands. Them. So, tell us about this one here. Oh, here right. we go. So, this here is um, a night with the bloke. So, this is typically one of the this, this is an this, invite. That little segment, I reckon, would have been unreal to listen to. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, you for wow. sticking in there, people. Yeah. There's some more good yeah, info yeah, coming. Yeah. We're going to talk about something actually yeah. really cool. Hope you enjoyed that, Mrs. Ward. <laughs> <laughs> She's going, listen, you're rambling on, Wardy. Oh, that's all my you're wife says. Garbage. All my wife says is, can we turn this off now? No, these are just <laughs> some invites. So this no, is no, Tomorrow Man Workshop. This one's, what is this one at? Uh, Penrith. I'm sure you boys will get out the Penrith. Penrith. Yeah. Um, but the, this is some of the stuff I'm looking at hosting locally. Yeah. We've got you for life and, and um, Man Inca. So these are just some invites just to show you mm. guys what's going on. So how would that go? T- tell us about like a typical uh, sportsman's, sportsman's lunch. Oh, they'll do it in a few different formats. Sometimes okay. what they'll do, the sportsman lunch, there we go. Oh, that smells good. Jeez. That smells really like brute. Like, oh, like my old man used to wear. Take, oh. me, take me back. Jeez, Gussie, that's Imagine. taking me back to the 70s and the 80s. Imagine if your auntie got a smell of that now. Is that sort of, was that his signature blend? Is that Gus's signature I wonder, blend? I wonder if his mate Hugh Jackman wears that. <laughs> For sure. Oh, he'll have to. It's BFF. Well, if he doesn't, he does on radio. Yeah, correct. Um... <laughs> The the the, lunch, the luncheon will be two, twofold because um, Gus does a, obviously a bit of emceeing and sometimes I'll get some sports people along. Mm. So sometimes the format is Gus getting up there maybe with someone who's maybe a local identity or a sports person and they'll talk about just men's issue yep. and opening up a bit. Yep. Um, I know the, the Tomorrow Man event, the one they did at Avalon, was more of a early evening mm. thing and it was a bit more of a hands-on workshop, mm. which was pretty, pretty confronting because... They do a bunch of sort of, I guess you'd call it exercises. And the Tomorrow Man facilitators are really highly skilled. Um, and they're more run by um, a proper facilitator. Whereas I think the one which Gus has got out at Penrith is probably a bit of a, a bit more of a lunch with him mm. involved. Yeah. So it's probably a little bit lighter. But it's yeah. a really good intro to what's going on. Let's mm. talk about it. Yeah. You know, we're all mates here from a sporting club. Yeah. And it's important that we talk. So the the luncheon one seems to be a little bit lighter than the more of the workshop one. Okay. Mm. And then this is this is exciting. What's that undies? One? This is a men's undie subscription. Oh wow! Oh, okay. Are well, they used? Are they? New? Um, <laughs> they're from Sweden. You know what? Give me a look. I haven't. I haven't <laughs> so, wow. That must have accidentally fallen in. This there. is from. Is that what that is? Hang, hang, on, hang, hang on, on, hang on, Gussie. This is Gussie. from Vicky, your wife. Yeah. <laughs> and she's given us Vicky wants underwear to... of Sweden. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is it oh, just for us, Vicky? No, what it is, actually, I'll tell you. Can I tell, I'm going to share a real story. This is a real, real oh. story. It's a bit embarrassing. My wife might like this one. So I, I, um, She's not listening, I guarantee nah. you. So I got, I got a pair of these. I'm pretty sure they're the ones which they sent me to wear. And I put them on, and I actually happened to be having a meeting with Vicky mm. um, earlier this week, which is for the listeners, Gus's lovely wife. Mm. Um, I think I speak to her more than my own wife. But anyway... So um, she's coming down the stairs of their office and she comes up, gives me a kiss and goes, oh, g'day, Wardy. And as we're about to walk and sit down and have lunch, she goes, Wardy, your um, zipper's undone. And uh, it's good to see that you've got the undies on. <laughs> and I, was, I thought, my God, thank- thankfully the little buttons were done up in front. That could have been a disaster. That would have been welcome. Hello. But you know, that's going above and beyond for the sponsor, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. That's really, just, just mostly just... the kids wear them above the... No, yeah. above well, the pants. I you wear it wear through it the pants. pants. Yeah. I'll just wear it yeah. zipper undone. That's that yeah. style. The traditional Amish way. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> Put on your zippers. Yeah. I told my wife that story and she goes, oh, so typical. Yeah, God, you're embarrassing. Yeah. Again? Yeah. So, so Gussie and Vicky, um, the boys need some undies, some all right? So... I love it. I'll see if I can arrange your undies. There we go. That's so good. You That's boys so would good. be extra, extra large, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yes, where it counts. Yes. Where it counts. <laughs> Around the waist. <laughs> I, was to, I was trying to think of something funny, and I couldn't. I was going. No. Yeah. Well, when it's true, it's true. You can't just... Yeah. I tell you, this beanie's getting warm in here. Is it just me? It is hot. I've... Uh, yeah, we've, this, has been, this has been very good. Yeah. I, I Just flashing back to um, our swim. Mm. So I want to tell you about my personal experience yeah, during that swim, me. because what, something you said before... Um, you know, with with that swim, it was three and three in the morning. It was uh, high tide. It was windy and raining. Horrendous weather. And we were in an outdoor ocean pool. <laughs> There's debris floating through the oh, pool. Oh yeah, there was. So, yeah. And it's and there, you know, there there I am. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. don't don't open up your mouth. Don't you inhale might, that water. Don't the swallow the anything. Something in there. I was thinking, Collaroy, are there is there an outlet here? Are there yeah. sewer something? But I was also then. Then I, the other thought I had at the same time was like, mate, it, people do it tough, and this is not this is not tough. Like here we are. Yeah, correct. Th- this is a metaphor for what, what people go through, and and uh, if we can, I can step out of this at any time. 
and and maybe is an inkling or an insight into what it's like when when we when we're struggling for long for a long time is that feeling like you're just you're just treading water and every now and again you're under and every you know so that that concept or that name of you know head above water is kind of perfectly suited to the like how it must feel to be in that in that space so you know i'm really i really appreciate that insight so thank thank you for putting that on for just from my own personal experience and the other thing that was really interesting was the people standing around who just giving up their time oh it's incredible the community support a lot of those people were um they're actually from mainly two surf clubs so they were from all three um freshwater but mainly Collaroy and long reef yeah and also the swimming club yeah so Collaroy swimming club and, and i know the people who volunteered uh like that early session uh is incredible and yeah. you know um they were there to watch out for people because it was yeah. pretty rough and particularly not hitting your head or yeah. damaging yourself at the other end of the pool yeah um, but for the listeners... Because you just couldn't see it. Oh, you couldn't see it. It was no, like one foot in front of your face. So we had 13, 13.3 inches of rain in 12 hours between 9pm on Saturday night and 9am. Yeah. The movie didn't go ahead. No, oh, mate, it was, no, <laughs> correct, they can't at all. But it was the highest rainfall um, since 1973 and they had more rainfall in those 12 hours in the whole of March. <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. The average of March, it was unbelievable. Uh, but but that's but those adverse conditions, I think, I think that's good for us to put yeah, ourselves in the situation. That was the whole event. Yeah. It did a it was quite of... ironic because someone said to me, and there's some wonderful images if you if you have yeah. a look online, and you know the dark sky and the storm coming in, and I, and I kind of look back now and I think, you know what, it wouldn't have been the same without mm. no that. I just hope ne- I hope next year though it's nice and sunny. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Let's, en- let's enjoy. Yeah, well, I yeah, can, so I can, can make my... an egg roll on a Sunday morning and yeah. not pissing down. It's the very rain. different. Yeah. But we went across the road, the little cafe. Oh, the got, Robs. Yeah, yeah. we got a Taste. coffee there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I know Tommy Carroll was there. He was jumping correct. in after us. He was there with Pete, mm. one of his mates. Yeah, yeah they correct. popped in after us. I was like, yeah. that's that's kind of cool. And then, and you know, and th- and that the coffee shop was open, and correct. they lent, lent in as well. You know, yeah, they had everybody in there. Yeah, Rob, Good. actually, Rob and Cindy, who run that cafe, yeah. are wonderful supporters. And when we have yeah. meetings there, you know, they put the coffee on the house. Yeah, they're, awesome. They're very supportive. And that's yeah. what we, you know, that's what we. Um, I just think developing that sort of community is uh it's is what it's all about really yeah, you know is. having that around so we what else was there there was a, there was the lifeguard on the side he mm. did not look very enthusiastic oh, under like that in fairness yeah half collapse yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's just gone i just yeah. want someone to half drown please give me yeah, something correct. yeah something yeah but he, uh yeah fair play fair play to him but it was really it was it was definitely there were moments of like stop com- you know stop whinging yeah. well you know you know it. you're talking about um that, you know, I was talking about that bloke before, Rob yeah. Marshdale. Anybody yeah. check Rob Marshdale out. He's an incredible guy. Um, double lung transplant, mm. cystic fibrosis. Cystic fibrosis, yeah. yeah. And he, um, he um, slept there overnight. Wow. In, mm. in his swag. Yeah. Wow. Overnight. So for 24 hours, well, not, not, yeah, it was 24 hours. He was there the whole time. Had nowhere to sleep. He came down from uh, from from up north, and um, he did three hundred and sixty laps. It was incredible. Wow, mm. that's um, that's un- I swam the first I've I've ever swam was probably three and a half k's yeah. or something. Probably a bit. I guess more and more the more I tell the story. Yeah, but um, I'm I'm definitely signed up for next next time. Mm. Like we're in. We're, yeah, fourteenth and fifteenth of March. We've okay. locked it in. All right, we're gonna... we'll be there on the fifteenth. Yeah, we'll be there. In the... Yeah, that's our time. <laughs> Yes, our job. If you want to come and see the before the dip boys swimming, life. yep, yep, grab, grab a chair. Grab a chair. <laughs> the founders asleep. Where is he? He's in bed. He yeah. knows. Up he at knows. Colorado. Yeah, he's doing. He's probably doing five in the Arvo and <laughs> sunny and yeah, lovely well, out there. Did. Yeah. yeah, good. I one. did five o'clock, five a.m. though, when Tommy Carroll was getting out of the yeah. water. Hey, there you yeah. go. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I was, no, it was lovely. So we'll be there. Mm. But we uh, we're going to go for a swim now. We're going to duck you in the cold ocean. Seven minutes. Yeah, let's get plenty of time. Let's get down there. We'll do post production in that time and and have it all wrapped up. But Wardy, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, Paul. It's really I, think we, sure. I feel like we could talk for hours and hours. And we'll see you. Uh, yeah. And we will see you back on the on the couch hopefully again uh, sometime soon. Yeah, cool. Mm. Thanks, Paul. It's really Cheers, appreciate brother. it. All right. Cheers, mate.